When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, coming up on the show with the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Uh, we are going to be talking uh, with Shane Watson, the Aussie cricketer, uh, this hour. He's going to come on. We're going to talk a bit of Big Bash with him. We'll talk some Ashes with him as well. And we'll talk uh, rooming with Mitch McLennigan because I'm sure there are some stories there right now, though. Uh, joining us out of the UK is another Australian, an Australian in exile, uh, John Davidson uh, in Yorkshire, uh, does the By the Balls podcast, writes rugby league up there for the League Express and LeagueHub.com. Uh, you can find him here, there, and everywhere. Johnny, uh, Johnny D, g'day. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks. That's a story. There's a guy that we talked to called Andrew McGlashan who is doing the opposite of, of what you do. He works for Crick Info, and uh, he's an Englishman living in Sydney having to report on the ashes. Can you think of a worse job right now? <laughs> not, not at the moment. I think he'd be on suicide watch, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, mate, honestly, it's it's not good. It's not good. There, there's actually there's been... Uh, some uh, pretty harsh criticism of that English team. There's a guy, Oliver Brown, I think it writes for The Telegraph, and he said watching David Warner's six-year-old out on the MCG, uh, after, you know, sort of after lunch on day three when everything was over and Dave Warner was giving her some tips, he said she had a better defensive technique than most of the England middle order. <laughs> That's very good, yeah. I mean, it, it's been um, absolutely just uh, nightmarish for England, hasn't it? I mean, it, for Australia, everything's gone right, and England, everything's gone uh, in as bad as it possibly could. Yeah, I mean, from an Australian point of view, I mean, you must be loving it, especially living in England, but there must be a little bit of Australian cricket that's worried that if, if they keep smashing the palms like this, nobody will be interested in the Ashes in a little while. Yeah, a little bit. I think I think um, everyone just enjoys giving it to England. And I think um, particularly those <laughs> living in England now and then, if you look at sort of the um, the fallout and the coverage, particularly of the uh, the sandpaper uh, saga of a couple of years ago, um, I think there's a lot of people sort of rubbing their hands in glee and, and just enjoying this moment. Much like uh, I think it was in 2007 when it was five nil um, after we lost the Ashes in 2005. So. I think five nil, you know, would look pretty good, but we've still got two more tests to go. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's a. I did see another English journalist suggest that the best thing that could happen in terms of a positive news for the English cricket team is they get more negative COVID tests, and the other two tests don't go ahead. 
<laughs> well, I did. I, I did speak to a, an English journalist friend who uh, who lives in Sydney, and he was suggesting the best thing now um, is for a complete sort of overhaul of the ECB, mm-hmm. um, you know, root to branch. So it will be interesting with the fallout, you know, whether Joe Root survives, whether the coach survives, whether the selectors survive, because I think there'll be some, you know, some pretty big fallout um, come after this series. Beautiful. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for the ECB, that's for sure. Look, we'll crack on down under um, your forte, uh, the NRL. Um, you've got Jackson Hastings coming back from the UK. Um, you know, we had a few off-field issues with Jackson Hastings before he went uh, went away. Uh, have you seen him mature over the, the last few years? I mean, from what I've seen, he's, he's playing some good footy. Um, do you think he's going to be a nice fit down at the Tigers? Yeah, I think I think he will be. I think he has matured. I mean, I think his talent's never been, uh, you know, in question. But he but he's matured over in England. He you know was man of steel one year. He got Salford to a grand final, um, and you know went close with uh, with uh, Wigan as well. You know, he helped them to a grand final as well. Didn't didn't get the win, but yeah, I think he has matured a lot. Um, he's grown up, and I think also he'll know, you know, himself that it's probably his last chance in the NRL in terms of. You know, if if there's any off-field drama, um, you know that that could be it. So, I'm sure he'll take that chance, that, you know, that opportunity with both hands, and it'll be really interesting to to see how he goes at West, because you know there's always a bit of drama at West, isn't there, around the coach or <laughs> the fans or or whatever. The so board. it's not, not an easy sort of yeah, the board exactly. It's not an easy club to uh, to play at. So um, it's going to be really interesting to watch to see how he goes. Who do you um, just looking at all the trades that have been going on? Like who, who, what team really? Other probably the Bulldogs are probably the front runners throughout this trade period. But who else do you think is shaping up really nicely for twenty twenty two? Yeah, I mean the Bulldogs, as you mentioned, you, they've they've really made a lot of changes, and, and Phil Gill's made a big, you know, imprint since since joining them um, off the field. But I think the Broncos, you know, looking at what what they've done. I mean, Adam Ronalds, I think, is a huge. Huge signing, obviously. Brady Croft's gone. Um, Anthony Milford's gone. So they've, um, you know, they've they've recruited strongly, and they've they've also got Kirk Capewell as well. Um, so I think I think they're looking a lot stronger on paper. And probably the other one is Cronulla. Um, you know, with Nico Hines and, and Dale Finucane coming in. Um, obviously, a new coach there with, with Fitzgibbon as well. So um, the Sharkies could be, you know, somewhere to. To see maybe um, you know pushing more higher up in that in that top eight, um, but there's been you know a lot of movement across the competition. Mitch Pearce leaving as well at Newcastle. Um, yeah, quite quite a lot of change. And St George Illawarra, I think, is probably another one. Um, they've they've had a lot of players leave, a lot of new players coming in, and you know I think um, they, they've got a, a good chance. I guess they, they had a bit of a, a crisis filled uh, 2021, but they'll be hoping for better times in 2022. Uh, now, John, one of the other teams that we haven't heard much about, but there's obviously you mentioned a player there who has impacted them a lot, and that is the, the Rabbitohs. Uh, of course, you mentioned they lost Adam Reynolds, a big loss for them. Anthony Milford, every chance he doesn't play NRL again based on the charges he's up against, and he was their repli- mm. he was the replacement. So where do the Rabbitohs go? I haven't seen too much news about them looking around. Yeah, I think there's that uh, that young fullback um, who was filling in after Latrell uh, Mitchell, uh, you know, was was banned, and I think he's he is a half. I think he's seen as probably the the long term replacement. But but you are right with Milford. I mean, um, he hasn't actually been registered, has he? And no. With the ch- charges that he's facing, he'll probably be playing in Super League in a few months. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, the NRL and Super League need to get together on that, don't they? Because there are too many blokes who are absolute crooks who do stuff like this in the NRL and then just get a gig in Super League, and it's not actually that much, uh, you know, sort of uh, water off the ducks back type scenario. No, you, you can just see, um, you know, with Tyrone May, obviously, you know, he's playing the grand final one minute, uh, and then there's obviously a, a disrespectful social media post about his case, and, and then he's dropped by Penrith and, and signed with Catlands, you know, five minutes later. Um, you know, Israel Folau was, was another one who obviously sort of came back into rugby league through through Super League after, you know, being kicked out of rugby union. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great look, is it, um, when you can kind of be banned, effectively banned from, from the NRL, much like Ben Barber, and, you know, just go and play your trade in England. How do you reckon that uh, family barbecue at the Clearies was when Ivan had to tell Tyrone May that he's uh, shipping off to the UK? It's got to be one of those yeah. awkward situations going around. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm, I think for, for Penrith, you know, a lot of relief to get that grand final win, but it's going to be hard, um, not obviously, you know, with him going, but Kate well going, um, the uh, the centre Bert, um, Burton, Matty Burton, who was you know who was great for Penrith as well, obviously going off to Canterbury. So it's going to be interesting how they um, you know adjust all the all the cut value increasing, and they, they lose um, Coruscant and uh, Kickout in a year's time mm. as well. So yeah, um, going to be interesting how they adapt to all those you know new challenges for them. I guess the, the fortunate thing is you will have Cleary there for for a long time, um, being able to steer that ship around the park. Um, Warriors fans in New Zealand would love to love to know, I'm sure, um, how Sam Tompkins has been going since he shipped back to the UK. Well, that that's been a really interesting one. I mean, I think he was um, well, he was he was Man of Steel this year, and he he was the best player in Super League by by a fair mile. Um, he's really kind of matured um, as a as a player. I think he's. You know, maybe 30, 31 now, but and he's not perhaps got that, you know, fantastic speed and step that he always had. You know, much like Sean Johnson, but as a fullback, as a as a game manager, he's you know he's really matured and he, he was outstanding for Catalans. Got them to the grand final. They won the minor premiership. Um, unfortunately, couldn't you know couldn't get the uh, the chocolates at the in the grand final against St Helens. But um, he was fantastic. You know, he's captain of England at the moment. He'll play a huge role for them. Uh, as long as he's fit in the World Cup in 12 months, so yeah, he's um, he's he's really enjoying life in the south of France. I think obviously the the sun uh, agrees with him. Yeah, very and, much so. And England's yeah, what are you thinking? England's chance coming into that World Cup, you know, 12 months away, uh, are they starting to build up nicely. Yeah, that's that's a real tough one. I mean, I think um, that they, they played a combined nations all star team in June. I mean, it was a bit of a a hodgepodge team, you know, they weren't missing, they were missing their NRL players and there wasn't a lot of training, but um, the Combined Nations All-Stars were sort of made up of all the other nationalities and they had about 30 players pulled out and they still managed to beat England by two points. It was coached by Tim Sheens. And then they played France at the end of the year and, you know, it was pretty one-sided. I mean, France aren't particularly credible, but I think if you look at on paper, I mean, obviously the Kangaroos, by far, but but I think mm. even New Zealand and Tonga have got much stronger teams in England. So, yes, they are at home. That's definitely a benefit. But um, I, I think it's really, you know, when you look at the players that they've lost since the last World Cup, you know, Burgess, Graham, Sean O'Loughlin, um, James Roby's a lot older. Uh, I, I actually think it's going to be a really hard tournament for them. 
Uh, you mentioned uh, a little earlier, John, the, uh, about Craig Fitzgibbon going into Cronulla, and they might be ones to watch. Obviously, he doesn't have much of a head coaching uh, background, so you know it's a little bit of a gamble for Cronulla. And uh, I'm interested to see how you think he'll go because the other one, uh, much the same, is Trent Barrett. Uh, given the money that the Dogs are spending and the roster they're putting together, are you surprised that they're doing it with Trent Barrett at the helm, or that they haven't gone for somebody more experienced with a more better track record? Yeah, it is interesting with Trent because obviously he started well at Manly and then it went, you know, all pear-shaped and, you know, there was the complaints about the, the lack of money and the pool chairs that he brought in from home, et cetera, et cetera. And then obviously Desi comes in and, uh, you know, does a lot better with, with the same resources. So I think with Barrett, I think, um, you know, if they start the season poorly, he's going to be under huge pressure to keep his job because I don't think, um, you know, off the field Canterbury... You know, they've got fantastic training facilities. Um, you know, they're, they're well-resourced and, and they are spending a lot of money in the transfer market. You know, Josh Adokar coming in is a, is a huge queue and, you know, Burton and, and the like. So they're looking pretty good, you know, in, the, in terms of their roster. So I, I think, um, you know, his honeymoon period is, is well over. Uh, and in terms of Fitzgibbon, um, obviously, yeah, new, new face in the NRL, but, you know, he was an outstanding player. He's, you know, he's been learning under Trent Robinson for many years. Um, very highly regarded, so I think um, you know. I think he will do well at the Sharks. You know, they might they might not be instantaneous, instant, in, an instant impact, should I say? But uh, I think I think he will do well long term. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that that all plays out, mate. Uh, in terms of the Warriors, um, you know, for me they've they've re-signed Wade Egan, but but Hooker still looks you know sort of pretty flimsy. They let Jermaine Turner Brown go at the same time, and Lisa Almar is retired. Which really surprised me as well. I mean, what do you, what do you make of the roster they've got? It seems very half heavy and, and and sort of light in a couple of other places. Yeah, I mean, it's been surprising to see Sean Johnson come back. Um, you know, that that caught, caught me quite a bit by surprise. Well, I think obviously the the big thing is losing RTS. I mean, um, he, you know, at the Warriors, he, he went from you know when he was at the Roosters, he was an outstanding winger, but he just sort of matured into one of the best you know five players in the world. Um, if not higher, and I, I think I don't know how you replace, you know, a, a Dally M um, Player of the Year like him. Um, I just, you know, m- much like a, a Tom Dravojevic or you know someone of that of that ilk. Um, I don't know how you replace him. So, yeah, it's going to be another interesting year at the Warriors. I don't know, um, you know, the young players coming through whether they've got you know a gem that you know they can unleash, but. It could be a you know another difficult twelve months for them, which would be a shame because I think um, you know when they've when they've been at their their best, the Warriors they're, they're always brilliant to watch and they're exciting. And I think that's one of the benefits of the NRL is we've seen you know clubs over the last ten to fifteen years we've seen a new you know different grand final every year just about um, you know whether it be from Penrith South, the Cowboys, Cronulla, etc. Hmm. etc. Et so it'd be great to see the Warriors. Um, you know, break their duck and get to a grand final and win one. Yeah, it would be great. You're right. <laughs> Look, uh, I guess, I guess, John, um, it wouldn't be uh, NRL chat with me and Ricardo if I didn't give you the opportunity to stick the boot into the eels, being a Manly fan myself. So um, <laughs> they, they, their recruiting's been shocking and they're just, it's just like a plug. It's just, it's just a bath without a plug at the minute. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, after the, um, the year that Manly had, I've, Feeling somewhat a little bit sorry for them this off season, Parramatta, because they, you know, they've been, you know, performing well for the last couple of years. Obviously not the end product, but 
you know, they've been right up there in the top four, but just off-season from hell, isn't it? You know, just losing players and, you know, they just, yeah, they, they can't seem to um, perform in those big games. So I think this is really it for, for Brad Arthur and, you know, for the likes of Moses and Gutherson this season. You know, if they, if they don't get to a final, um, you've really got to kind of rip that, that roster up and start again. And, you know, the pressure is mounting. It's, how many years has it been? Uh, is it 86? Yeah, 86. The last premiership. I mean, it's, yeah, it's getting on, isn't it? It's getting on and on. So, um, yeah, as a Manly fan, I'm, I'm much happier where I'm sitting as long as uh, oh, Tommy's, uh, Tommy's um, hammies are all right and he doesn't do any sprinting down the, uh, <laughs> down the Oh, you're a Manly fan. Great. We'll have you on, on the show a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, that, um, John. I, I, I don't get. You know, I mean, I, I'm a as a para fan. I'm a, I, I love Gutho, but Gutho is not worth losing uh, Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papali. I think you put you prioritise those mm-hmm. two over Gutho because you know uh, there aren't that many great hookers, and I think Reed Marnie can be a dominant hooker, like much like Damian Cook has been at Souths. Uh, Isaiah Papali, he's been absolutely sensational since he's come in, and fullbacks. You know, you can find plenty of fullbacks around Melbourne Storm. Do it every year; they find a new fullback and turn him into a star. Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, I think one of the the worst things Manly did was let uh, Coruscant go. Um, we've not had a well, our, our backup hooker obviously um, allegedly stabbed someone when he went to church, so um, it didn't turn out well. And you look at what Coruscant's done since. So yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, Gutho was a was a winger who you know we had we had Brett Stewart and, and Tommy Turbo there, and, and they let him go, didn't they? So it's a it's an interesting one. I think Reid Marnie will be you know playing for Queensland and. You know, maybe even Australia in the future. You know, be playing for Queensland a lot. He's a quality player, so it is a, it is a real strange one um, that they've gone that way. But I guess that's the uh, that's the gamble they've taken. And uh, just just finally, uh, John. I mean, you know, for NRL fans looking at their clubs and going, twenty twenty two, we're looking skinny here, we're looking skinny there. I know uh, often the the place they go shopping when they're desperate and they can't get anything out of another NRL club is they go to Super League. Who's the Super League player you think will next make an impact at the NRL? Well, it's been it's been really interesting this off season in England because a number of the the best young players have just been re-signed on long deals. So if you look at you know, probably the you know the top two producers of talent at the moment are St Helens and Leeds, and you've got uh, at Leeds you've got Mikolai Ledsky, big big prop, um, you know, kind of in that traditional English mould. He's been he's played for England, he's been signed up to a long term deal, so you know an NRL club will have to pay a, a hefty transfer fee for him. And Harry Newman is the other one, that young centre, um, just come back from a really bad leg break, but he he could you know make some real damage I think in the NRL and the other. Across um, at St Helens, um, Morgan Knowles, uh, you know, a lock forward, very, very, very good player, um, won a couple of grand finals, and I think he'd be tailor made for the NRL as well. But they've they've re-signed him up, so I think um, the English clubs, you know, they've looked at how more recently, you know, Bateman, Whitehead, Hodgson, uh, sorry, Whitehead, Hodgson, you know, the like have done, and they're being very careful because they know. Um, you know they can they can lose their their best players, but you know Oliver Gildart's gone to West Tigers with Jackson Hastings, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I think attacking wise a really good player, but defensively maybe a little bit suspect. So it'll be interesting how many how much minutes you know he gets, um, whether he gets a lot of opportunities or not, because he's not the biggest of centres. 
Um, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of traffic coming his way down that edge. Yeah, definitely will be. Uh, it's 9.23 here on SENZ. This is your summer breakfast. Mitch McLennigan and Ricardo Ball with you. And uh, Johnny Davidson on the phone with us uh, for the last uh, 15 minutes or so, mate. Hey, listen, really appreciate your time. Uh, we'll let you go now, mate. But, uh, John, if you if you want to give a plug to your long reads and, and where people can read more of your stuff, go hard. Yeah, uh, obviously check us out on uh, on the podcast by the Bulls. We're on iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Spotify, Podbean, all the usual uh, places. Just had a uh, a long episode with um, the new coach of Wigan, Matty Pete. So have a look at that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, uh, RugbyLeagueHub.com, Patreon, uh, the work of myself, uh, Steve Mascord, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know, and uh, another an English journal, Ross Evanstall, um, covering rugby league. You know from from England, but also around the world as well. So, um, yeah, come and check that out. Yeah, will do, man. Hey, good good stuff. Go well, Johnny, and uh, have a good New Year's, eh? Yeah, um, as long as the cricket keeps going the way it is, it'll be great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no worries. John <laughs> Davidson there with us, uh, an Australian in exile in Yorkshire. It is uh, 9.24 here on SENZ, your summer breakfast. Ricardo Paul and Mitch McLennigan with you. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Chemist Hire Fund.